Hello, we're continuing on with our Bible study in Genesis. We've looked at the first 12 chapters, and today we'll be looking at chapter 13. So let's get started here and see what the Lord has for us. It says, starting with verse 1, it says, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, that'd be Sarai, and all that he had and lot with him into the south. Now, we saw as we ended chapter 12 that uh, Abram had gone down into Egypt because of a famine. He got down there, he told the, the Pharaoh, because Pharaoh found his wife very beautiful and wanted to take her as his own wife. He told the Pharaoh that she was his sister because he was afraid they were going to kill. Abram was afraid they were going to kill him and take his wife. And that wasn't a complete lie. She was his half-sister. Uh, they had different mothers but the same father, if I remember right. Uh, so it was a lie because she was his wife, but she was only his, and she was his sister also, but only his half-sister. And we talked about that yesterday. So it says here they came, when you look at on a map at Israel, uh, Egypt is south of Israel. So now what we're having happen here is Abram is going back to uh, the land of Israel or the land of promise. I think he refers to it as Canaan. And um, so it says here that he is going south. Now he is actually walking north. However, he is heading into what is referred to as the Negev, or the south of Canaan, south of Israel. So, again, while he is walking north, he is going into the south of, of Israel, or south of Judah, south of Canaan, however you want to look at it. So, uh, and the Bible does this sometimes, like it'll be saying, uh, when they're, they're going to Jerusalem, Jerusalem is up in the mountains, but they they might be heading. Um, let's see, they might be heading south, but they'll say they're going up, like as if they're going north. In, in the scripture, they'll say that they're going uh, going up when they're actually walking south, but they're walking uphill to Jerusalem. And so it's very important to understand the context of what you're reading. Uh, this is true for any book, but especially true for the Bible. The Bible tells us over there in Timothy to study to show thyself approved. And it, it's, it's more than just reading the Bible. We need to do more than just read the Bible. We need to study the Bible to understand what we're reading. There's a reason sometimes... People think that the Bible is in error. It has made a mistake. When it hasn't made a mistake, the person reading it has made a mistake. And they haven't studied what they're looking at. And if they'll just study it, they'll find that the Bible is without error. Okay, we'll start here again. It says, And Abram went out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and a lot with him into the south. Verse 2, And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. So apparently Abram was quite a rich person. He had a lot of possessions. And verse 3 says, And he went on 
his journeys from the south even to Bethel. So when it says he's in the south, it, again, it means he's in the, the south of Canaan. He, so he's, he's walking north to go back to Bethel. But he is currently in the south of Canaan. So you can look on a map and it might make more sense to you. It says, and he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. I know it looks like it says Hai there, H-A-I, but it's pronounced I. And some people pronounce it A-I, because uh, you'll see that spelling of A-I, but it's actually pronounced I. And so to understand where he is, look back at uh, chapter 12, verse 8, and that will give you a better understanding of where he is. I'll read it to you real quick. It says in verse 8 of chapter 12, it says, And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pinched, pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And so if we read uh, chapter 13, verse 3 again, it says, And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been in the beginning, between Bethel and Ai. And so those two go together. Uh, verse number 4 says, Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. We see Abram again making an altar and praying to the Lord. He wanted the Lord's direction. He wanted to keep his relationship between him and the Lord nice and strong. He didn't want any problems with communication with him and the Lord. And that's the way we need to be today. We should have a good, strong relationship with God. Isn't that what you want? You know, God... He wants to have a relationship with you, too. He wants to be in a strong relationship. He wants you to know him, and he wants to know you. And he wants to be involved in your life. Unfortunately, too many people think that God is an impersonal God and that uh, he doesn't really want anything to do with their lives. Unfortunately, that's because people don't know who God is. We need to study about who God is, but we also need to be in a relationship with God so that we can really know who he is and watch God working in our lives and being a part of our lives. Uh, let's go back here. It says, verse 5, And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. So Lot, remember, Haran's uh, son, so Abram's nephew, he was also quite wealthy in that he had a lot of flocks and herds and tents. So he'd been growing his things as they went along also. And verse 6 says, And the land was not able to bear them or to sustain them, that they might dwell together. So they had too many animals to be fed in one place. And it says, For, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. So they had to, we're going to see they're going to have to split up and go to different places so they can take care of all that they have. And see, and verse 7 says, And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. 
and the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. Remember, the Canaanite was, was one of the nations that lived in the land of Canaan or the promised land prior to Abram arriving here. And also, the Perizzite, another one of the nations that lived there. But remember, God has given this land to Abram and to his descendants. And it's going to talk about that a little bit more before we get to this end of this chapter. And it says here in, in verse 8, And Abram said unto the Lord, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren, or we're, we're relatives, so let's not have any trouble. So Abram had the right attitude. He was willing just to say, you know, he's, he's getting ready to tell Lot, hey, you, you just pick what area of the country you want, and I will pick the other. And that's the kind of attitude we need to be in. We need to have a humble spirit between us. You know, too often in churches we see People in churches arguing and fussing and fighting with one another. And, you know, that doesn't give God the glory. He wants to work in all of our lives and help us work out these problems. But we have to have a humble spirit about us and be willing to step back and say, whatever works out. If I've offended you, I'm sorry. Have you had to apologize to somebody before? It's, it's not that hard to do. And I know some people say, no, I'm not ever going to apologize to anybody. That's not who I am. You know, it doesn't bother me to apologize to someone if I've hurt your feelings, or even if, even if I think I haven't hurt your feelings. If you feel like you need an apology, I am willing to give you an apology because I want you to be able to move on, and I want you to get closer to God. And if that's what it takes, I'm willing to do it. Only through the Lord's strength I can do that. And I want to be willing to have a humble spirit. I want to be like Abraham and just say, whatever you want to do, I'll do the other. So let, let's go on and see what, what Abraham says here. Uh, in verse 9, Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And verse 10 says, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest to Zor, or Zoar maybe. So, uh, Abram said to Lot, just go ahead and you pick whatever area you want, and I'm going to take the other side. And so I've looked at this quite a bit. And um, the plain of Jordan, uh, if we look here, the, the river Jordan runs north and south between, at the north part of the land is the Sea of Galilee. At the south part is the Dead Sea. And the river of Jordan runs between the two and beyond. And it, it appears to me, as I've studied this, it appears that um, the plain of Jordan seems to be the east side of Canaan. 
And so it seems that he picked the east side, the side that has the Jordan River. And then it, it, it appears that Abram picked the, then didn't pick, but took the west side, the side on the side of the Mediterranean Sea. So it looks like they, they each took one side of the, the land. Let's read a little further. In verse 11, it says, Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. And they separated themselves one from the other. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. So we see here that uh, it says that he dwelt in the land of Canaan, Abram, but when you look when you look at the ancient maps, it appears that he was on the west side of the land of Canaan. And uh, then we see that it says here that Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, on of the plain of Jordan, that is, and he pitched his tent towards Sodom. And Sodom was on these they it's believed that Sodom was Sodom and Gomorrah was possibly on the east side of the Dead Sea, uh, on, on, on the east side. I just said that, on the east side of the Dead Sea. So, it says he, he pitched his tent. At first, he did not go and dwell in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. There are some other smaller cities around Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a large metropolitan area. But he did pitch his tent looking towards them, so he kind of kept an eye on what was going there on there, and he was certainly looking to go there right away, and we're going to see that he does do that. And we'll be talking about Sodom and Gomorrah here in just the next few chapters. And uh, it says, And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. And so the Lord is saying, I want you to look each direction, north, south, east, and west. Look each way, he says. He says, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Thy seed means descendants. So he says, everywhere you can look, I'm giving all this to you and your descendants. He says, and I will make thy seed or thy descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. So he's going to make his descendants a huge number of people, so much that they can't hardly be numbered. And we know that the nation of Israel grew into the millions and is in the millions today. So he says in 17, he says, Arise, and the Lord is talking to Abram here. He says, Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Now he's already told Abram that this was his land, but he is now telling him again, This is your land. Everywhere you go out here in this land, all this land is yours. Isn't that something that the Lord has given all this to Abram? And the Lord wants to bless your life too. Not that he's going to give you everything that you see, but he does want to bless your life 
if you will just live for him and work for him. The Lord wants to bless your life if you will surrender your life to him. I'll tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're never going to get sick. You're never going to have problems in your life just because you serve God. I think a lot of people get saved and they think, well, I'm not going to have any more problems because I'm saved now. That's not the way salvation works. We're still going to have things happen in our life. And the scripture says the rain falls on the just and the unjust, meaning that good and bad things happen to good people and to bad people. But So just because you're serving God doesn't mean you're not going to have bad things happen to you, which we're going to see here in Abram's life. He was a man that put his faith in God. And so just because you put your faith in God, don't expect that you're not going to have problems come into your life because you're going to. But just remember, if you're serving God, God is right there to walk with you all the way through. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. I like that um it's a poster I've seen called Footprints. I might have mentioned it before. Uh, on there, it says that, uh, it's, you know, I, I thought, the person says, oh, I thought you were going to keep walking with me, Lord. And there's only one set of footprints in the sand. And the Lord speaks back to the person. He says, I, I was walking with you. But when you just saw one set of footprints, it was me carrying you. I didn't probably get it exactly right, but that's how it goes. The Lord was carrying that person when it got difficult. And know this, that God is going to walk with you, just like he's walking with Abraham. He, Abraham, Abraham, I guess, had to separate from Lot. But that didn't mean God left him. God was still walking with him through those times. I'm sure he missed Lot, but God was still walking with him. And verse 13 says, but when, but when, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And I, I'll read that to you one more time. It says, remember it says here that Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. And then 13 says, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Now, you know, Lot probably knew this before he decided to live there. And yet he still, we're going to see, chose to live in the area, in the metropolitan area of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, I know our cities are they're sinful places and we have to live somewhere. But we need to have our homes where we are serving God in our homes. We need to have a place to get away from the sins of this world and have our homes totally given to the Lord. Uh, have a, a good place in our homes to pray and to read our Bibles and to worship with our families. We need to have a place to come in and put the world away and say, this is the place I give just to the Lord. We shouldn't put ourselves into bad places if we don't have to. We shouldn't we shouldn't be looking to go into wicked places. We should try to keep ourselves going into places that God would be happy with us going because he doesn't want us putting our lives into wicked places. So let's look at 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, 
Lift up now thine eyes. Oh, I read that already. Uh, let me skip down to 18. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. So notice here that uh, again we see that Abram has built another altar to the Lord so that he could worship the Lord and pray to the Lord. He, he is a man keeping his relationship with the Lord, and I'm so glad to see that. We need to keep our relationship with the Lord also. So I hope you enjoyed our study today. Next time we'll be doing chapter 14.